0: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God,
1: Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's September 1st. On this day in 1920, there was a catastrophe aboard a submarine called the S-5, also known as the SS-110. The S5 was an S-class submarine from the US submarine force and it left Boston Navy Yard on its very first mission on Monday, August 30th, 1920. It was supposed to get to Baltimore, Maryland on September 3rd and the crew was supposed to do maneuvers and training along the way. On September 1st, they were supposed to do a crash dive that would take the submarine from the surface down to periscope depth in under a minute. But this drill didn't go as planned. It turned out that one of the air valves didn't seal correctly and water started filling up the sub's ballast tanks when it shouldn't. The valves that were being used were really hard to wrangle so Gunner's mate Percy Fox went to try to help the situation. Only problem was that when he did that he didn't complete his own task that he needed to do before the dive which was to close the main induction valve. So when the command was given to dive, and they began diving, water started pouring into the inside of the submarine. It fell to Lieutenant Commander Charles M. Cook, Jr., also known as Savvy, to figure out how to save everyone's lives as this submarine sank to the bottom of the ocean. First, he tried to seal off all the parts of the submarine that had filled up with about 75 tons of water that wasn't supposed to be there. He Sealed those things off. He blew the ballast tanks. That didn't help. He started trying to force out the water using pumps, which also was not effective. Then he used compressed air, and that did work. It cleared some of the unnecessary water, but the result was only that the stern of the submarine started rising up. The rest of the submarine was still underwater. Even though after this compressed air attempt was sort of successful. The sub started slowly, slowly rising back up in the water. This near vertical position meant that water was running into the battery room. And if the water spent too much time in contact with the batteries, it had the potential to form toxic chlorine gas. After several hours 20 feet or so of the boat were up out of the water, but the escape hatch that they would need to get out of was still way underwater. So the crew of this submarine started trying to drill their way out through three-quarter inch thick steel. They had an electric drill that they almost immediately burned the motor out of, so they had to use a manual drill, the kind that you crank and crank and crank and crank to try to get out of the submarine. They did make a hole, but as the hole let air escape from the sub, that meant more water was coming in. So this turned into a race for the crew to try to cut their way out of this hole before they all drowned or ran out of oxygen. The lack of oxygen became an increasingly huge problem. Eventually, Lieutenant Commander Cook, one of the few men still conscious at that point, saw a ship through the hole that they had made. He flagged it down using a shirt that was tied onto a copper pipe. The SS Atlantis came to help They secured the S-5 with chains and cables so that it wouldn't sink back into the water. Then they had to pass that hand drill out through the hole because the Atlantis didn't have any kind of drill to help. They kept on with the manual drilling. Another ship called the SS General George W. Gertels passed by and came to assist as well. And finally, 36 hours after the original incident, they had a hole big enough for the crew to crawl through. The crew began evacuating. Cook was the last person to leave the sub. At that point, he had been a- awake for more than two days. Everyone was rescued. The submarine sank back down to the seafloor. For a long time, its exact location was lost, although it was rediscovered in 2001. You can learn more about this incident and the dramatic rescue in the November 26, 2014 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Tari Harrison for her audio work on this podcast. You can subscribe to the Stay in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a catastrophic fire.
0: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So, it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot.